Music from the Couch is brought to you by Just Naturals. Just Naturals offers premium hemp CBD products designed to help improve lives. Founded by a registered nurse and mother, feel confident when browsing any of Just Natural's CBD products, knowing that they're all tested by third-party labs to assure purity and concentrations of cannabinoids. What does this mean? Just Natural's products contains zero contaminants, just the good stuff. Head over to JustNaturals.com now to get a 30-day satisfaction guarantee and 20% off your first order using the code COUCH. That's www.jesnaturals.com, code COUCH for 20% off your first order. High-quality CBD to improve your daily life, justnaturals.com. All right, are you guys ready? Welcome to Music from the Couch. do this here we go uh welcome everyone to another episode of music from the couch this is your lovely host todd hurst and thanks again for tuning in for another week of uh me talking with some independent artists and uh, artists that i'm familiar with that i enjoy listening to and uh learning a little bit more about them and what they enjoy listening to so that we can all we all can become a little bit smarter in the world of music joining me today singer songwriter uh someone i can i would call my former boss because i used to open up for his band uh several times back in the days he is from my home state of indiana he is also an author so we might get into that a little bit coming to everyone from florida one, some part of florida he's going to tell us here real quick mr brett wiscons like wisconsin uh i know i'm stressing oh. the last name a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, yeah, sir. How are you? You'll get. I'm good, man. You'll get used to it. It'll roll off the tongue by the end of the show. I promise. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if I had a dime, I'm good, man. Good to see you. <laughs> good to and see you. you. It's been years. Like we've chatted. Um, yeah. You know, text every now and then. Um, yeah. What was it? A couple years ago now, probably. I don't remember. Um, I say this to everyone, like every day. I don't know the concept of time, but you landed on the nascar uh video game two years ago three years ago something like that it year was ago? uh july 2020 so about almost two years ago now almost two years ago yeah so that was super awesome um and uh super happy for you for that and then we used to talk regularly back in the old days uh by the old days i mean early 2000s um yeah, before i moved those are the old days yeah they are that's crazy to think we're that they are the old days. Buddy. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that here in a little bit. But first, everyone wants to know, my phone's blowing up right now. Where the hell are you? <laughs> oh, are you doing this in real time? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm in uh, a little town called Hollywood Beach, Florida. Hollywood Beach, Florida. just south of uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, that is beautiful. That's And you yeah, have... Uh, you lovely look, here. You look like you are loving life right now. You've got I am loving life. You've got a cocktail in your hand. You've got the the Florida floral shirt on. It is half unbuttoned. Uh <laughs> listeners, 
you are going to want video after this one. I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's unbelievable. No, you look fantastic, and I hope you're doing Thank great. You. Uh, what are you doing down there? Playing shows, taking a break? What's the deal? Not playing shows, that's okay. for sure. I am. Uh, I'm wrapping up, and actually, the album, my new album, is wrapped up as of yesterday, production-wise. But I came down here. To actually to celebrate my birthday, which is tomorrow. Happy um, birthday. Thank you. But uh, I wanted to be on the beach for my birthday because I'm crazy like that. But mm-hmm. I also had some projects to wrap up. And that's including the, with, with this new album, I have to get a bunch of you know press materials together. I hired a publicist because I really want to go full send, mm-hmm. as they say, on this album. So I had to do a lot of, you know, kind of, leg work on that get to get you know get my bio together a bunch of pictures all the audios video yada yada all that stuff um and i'm finishing up a new book as well so i thought well i gotta you know let me just go down there for 48 plus hours and just hit the beach during the day and then work a little bit at night and that's what i'm doing man i love it little little reset button I love that. It's it's and and you're clearing, you know, essentially you're you're like clearing your mind. Um you're you're in a spot where you can fully focus on what you need to focus on. No interruptions, right? Except for a beach. Yeah, the beach just beckons me all, all day every day, but I mean, I can get stuff done remotely from my phone even. I mean, I've got my laptop here too and um my daughter's a little sick, so I'm hearing a bit, bit about that, but I mean, it's nothing major. So, I mean, other than that, I'm just getting geared up for what's planned to be a really big spring and summer and fall awesome. even, maybe. Awesome. So. Awesome. Well, yeah, kids are always sick. Um, <laughs> I I know that from experience. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you got, you got the new album coming out. You touched on that you're working on a book. Uh, let's real quick talk about the book. So, okay. um, you this is book number four or five 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 yeah crazy and it's a series right it's a series yeah tell us a little bit about that uh, yeah sure it's a uh, private detective series i started it in i think i started right i wrote well i know i started writing the first one in september 2012 I wrote it on my honeymoon, no less, um, like most of it. I wrote it on the plane down a little bit at night, you know, and it was a pretty short book, honestly. But um, and here we are 10 years later and I'm just finished. I just finished the first draft of the, uh, the fifth book. And okay. I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's open ended. I mean, I might I might keep it going. This could be the end. Mm-hmm. Five books in 10 years is a lot of work. That is. <laughs> I have some readers, you know, I have people that read them and enjoy them and i'm not getting rich off it i mean i don't do any of this stuff to get rich i just Mm -hmm. do it because i'm passionate about it so Mm -hmm. um i really like this one it takes place mostly this new one takes place mostly in mexico um a little bit in florida uh, actually in miami a little bit just south of where i am now okay and then uh it starts in chicago and then goes to mexico and then oh excuse me chicago miami mexico and then chaos ensues and uh as typically happens in this book series, but uh, I'm really excited about it and um, it'll be out. I'll probably put this out by the end of the year of this book. Okay. Awesome. That's super cool. I mean, I love it that, you know, you're, you're always pushing out music and playing shows 
you do the backyard shows. Um, I do, yeah. Yeah, and those, those. I'm assuming. Have, have you, have you done any so far this year with, with being, you know? Yeah, yeah. With the weather, I've done a few. Yeah, well, I just did one in Raleigh. Oh, okay. Um, two weeks ago, some folks flew me down for a 50th birthday party, and I, I did that. That was fun. I'm trying to think if I did anything else. I do plan on playing a lot of house shows this summer. Yeah. For sure. You mentioned having that passion. Are you looking for the things mm-hmm. that really bring out that passion in you and you're able to have a, a fun time with all the time? Yeah. I mean, I think you kind of hit it on the head there. I, you know, I've been doing this as my career, uh, full time, no day job coming on 14 years now. And in the early days, up until honestly, really up until about COVID hit, I was do I was all about the uh, quantity of gigs I was playing as opposed mm-hmm. to the, the cool quality gigs. I had to have I had to play X amount of gigs to make X amount of money to play pay my bills, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had in my mind I'm like, well, the more gigs I play, the more money I'll make. But it just ran me into the ground, man. And, and yeah. honestly, when COVID hit, it was you know it was bad in some ways for a lot of people, but for me it was actually pretty illuminating in ways because it allowed me to stop because I've been going nonstop for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a band in college and we were playing every weekend. I mean, I, I just never had weekends off ever, even when I had a day job. So when COVID hit, it forced me to re-evaluate everything. And I decided, you know, and got lucky with some opportunities and just said, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to just play these gigs that, fill me up and hopefully pay well and I need to find the quality gigs and I'll be better off that way. And even if I lose a little money here and there, whatever, I don't need to play 20, 25 gigs a month because mm-hmm. I can play half that and charge a little more maybe for the house shows and more intimate gigs and, and then everything's fine. So I'm Going forward, I, I just I don't see myself. I mean, unless I go on some massive tour or I get picked up by somebody that's like, "Hey, we're going to go on a sixty day, sixty date tour mm-hmm. in eighty days or something like that." <laughs> but I've I've only played. I think did I already tell you this? I don't know if I mentioned this off air, but I, yeah, I've only played about thirty gigs in the last six months. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was used to playing twenty to twenty five, sometimes thirty gigs a month. Yeah, ooh, and so I'm. And luckily I had some money saved up and everything's fine, but I just, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm about to be 42 tomorrow. I, it's a young man's game to be playing, you know, six gigs a week, man. I mean, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it diminishes things. And um, I just hope going forward that I can diversify enough in the industry where I don't have to play, you know, 300 gigs a year anymore, mm-hmm. and, uh, which hasn't been the case of course for the last two plus years now, but, yeah. Um, so yeah. That's the direction I'm going is quality over quantity. I love the fact that you're, you know, quality over quantity is important. And because it's all about connecting with the fans and you're getting ready to put an album out. So yeah, you got to focus on that. And that's a ton yeah. of effort uh, as an pe- independent artist. So, you know, that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Who'd you yeah, record dude, that with? Uh, Tom Doherty. He's a, he was a founding member of the Elms. Remember the Elms? Yeah, that's awesome. So Tom and I, dude, Tom is, if you ever want to do an album, I know you're in Minnesota, but you got people in Indiana, but 
if you ever want to do an album or even a single, man, talk to Tom. He can fashion things and he's so musically gifted. It's really, it's hard to put into words how, how talented he is and how passionate he is, you know, as a producer, as a mix engineer, as a collaborator, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So that's awesome. I can't, not, I can't wait to see what happens with this album. That's awesome. So um, let's let's go back a little bit then. So you've got an album coming out uh, this year. You've been playing for 20 years. Um, you had the band in college. You've done solo for 14 years. Uh, solo only for I start. I broke off from. I did a duo for a while, and then okay. I, I he and I kind of decided. You know, let's, he wanted to kind of scale back and just not travel as much. And mm -hmm. so I, I was like, well, shit, I, I really only sang. I mean, I played a little guitar, but I mostly just sang in my band and then in this duo. And then I was like, well, shit, I guess I could just play guitar more and start playing solo gigs mm -hmm. or I could go get a real job. And this was in 2000, late 12, 2012. So about, about okay. 10 years ago, nine and a half years ago. So yeah, I've only been doing the solo thing for less than 10 years which is still a long, long time, but, yeah. but I, I've been fortunate, you know, my last album I did was with Mark Bryan from Hootie and the Blowfish. And he, we worked together in 2013, 14, 15, kind of in that era. And he really gave me a lot of tools and um, we wrote a lot of great songs together. So I, I've been fortunate to work with Mark and now with Tom, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can, I can write lyrics all day. Melodies are not my strong suit or chord progressions, even for that matter. Luckily, I teamed up with Mark, who's won a couple Grammys. And now Tom, who's just kind of like, he hasn't won any Grammys yet, but I think he will He will win a Grammy at some point. And not that we care about Grammys that much, but he, he's just one of those guys that he played, you know, he toured with the band Perry as their lead guitar player after the Elms. Funny story with Tom, they were like, the, the band Perry was on tour with Luke Bryan and Luke Bryan's lead guitar player broke his arm playing basketball one day, like before the show. And, and Luke was like, Hey Tom, can you fill in on lead guitar tonight? And he's like, yeah, I think I could. <laughs> and so he did double duty for a while. Like, That's I don't awesome. even know, like a couple weeks, something like that. I mean, like I just got lucky to get with Tom and um, after having really good luck working with Mark, so I'm really not sure what the question was, but yeah, me neither. But that are. that's that, and yeah, exactly. Here we are. This is what this is about. I don't even know if I asked a question. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, that's what I love about this is, uh, you know, it's just we're just chatting and whatnot. Yeah, that. So the album with Mark that was fantastic and oh, just a great opportunity too to work with someone from just a phenomenal group uh, from the '90s, and for those listeners that don't know who hootie and the blowfish is first of all what shame second of all yeah shame on you second of all darius rucker is hootie from hootie and the blowfish so think liz einhorn yeah go ahead and go ahead and rack your brain on brain on that listener and uh and go what who hootie what i don't get it um anyways what I where I, I think I was going is uh so you had the band uh back in college. How did you get to that point? How did you get into music? How did you get into singing? Uh at least picking up a guitar. What was it your parents that drove you to it? Did you just kind of gravitate to it? What is a buddy? Where did you first get that? Like what album did you pick up that you first went, This is awesome? 
Well, I think it was more of a radio thing. I was, I've been, I just started singing along to the radio when I was probably 12, 11, you know, 30 years ago. And, uh, and I grew up in Northern Indiana and there was a radio station we'd get by the South Bend station. So there was a radio station called U93, mm-hmm. which played a lot of the, I mean, it played all the current pop hits, you know, some rock, but more like pop, like Boys to Men, ABC, BBD, like just that stuff. I was the always East drawn to vocals, yeah. East Coast family. <laughs> so I just would sing along to the lead vocals. You know, I like I got buddies that always sang, tried to sing the harmonies when they heard songs on the radio. But I was just drawn to lead vocals. Mm-hmm. And that was that's what kind of started it with me. My dad was a, a radio DJ himself um, locally with an oldie station. And, you know, my dad obviously was born at, well, not obviously, but he was born in the four, late 40s. So he was big on the songs from the 50s and 60s and early 70s. So he, he turned me on to the Beach Boys and the Eagles. The, what did it for me really was Hootie and the Blowfish, I think, mm-hmm. officially. When I when they put out that first record in, in 94, I didn't I didn't know what they looked like. I only heard them on the radio, but I was like, this is fucking cool. And I yeah. love to, I think I can think pretty clearly back to my fifth, being 15, 16, 17, be like, this would be so cool to be in a band like this. These yeah. guys, I finally like saw what they looked like, seemed like normal guys. I like sports. You know, you saw the only want to be with you video. They got all those sports guys in that video. It's yeah. Like, well, this seems like you don't have to be Eddie Vedder to be a musician. You don't have to be Chris Cornell or Kurt Cobain. You don't have to be a tortured soul, although I am pretty tortured at this point. But uh, yeah, but I that mean, took a while to get there. Yeah, we all are at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, but with 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 the Hootie guys, they seemed normal in a way. You know, just kind of like sports and they talked about girls and they, their, their songs were to me, they weren't, they weren't like so abstract. You couldn't understand what the hell they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what did it for me. You know, they, I just followed them and their path and here we are. Yeah. I love those songs that you can relate to. I mean, I still question what Pearl Jam's Alive was about sometimes. So, so my, my father was also born in the late fort, not mid, mid forties, late forties. Um, and yeah, and so for someone like you mentioned, you just started kind of singing along and loved singing that lead part. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of similarities between you and I, I can't harmonize to save my life because I've always sang saying that lead part. Um, and, uh, but hearing the beach boys like that had to be, um, kind of, you know, one of those moments where like you listen to them and you go, man, these guys like they had it, you know, Brian Wilson, amazing songwriter, musician, those guys all together. Like they had a great sound, great vibe. And so I wonder if maybe like some of that kind of led you to Hootie too, right? Cause Hootie had that maybe. kind of, had that easygoing vibe. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, that kind those of harmonies, going yeah. up and feel those harmonies and those simple, not simple songs. Sorry, Hootie. Uh, but no, those, no, I think sometimes simple is the best. Man, yeah, well, don't overthink it. Right. Relatable songs is yeah. where I wanted to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, so, so you, you found Hootie and then, you know, maybe bumped into a couple other bands, um, listened to the home home station, which is Plymouth, right? 
Aren't you from Plymouth? Yeah, I grew up in Plymouth, Indiana. Yeah, yeah Plymouth, Indiana. Yeah, I dated a girl in college from Plymouth. Um, <laughs> so you you get we'll into college later. and you start a band. What'd you do? Put some flyers out, meet some buddies. That... I started a band in high school, actually. Even I, my first band was in 1996. Okay. Yeah. Creed and, cover uh, band called uh, Creed <laughs> Hootie cover band. No, we no. Honestly, we started writing. We started playing our own music. That's like awesome. we, we weren't good enough to cover anybody. So we were trying to come up with our own stuff. <laughs> we were called uh, the first band I was ever in was called the owls. The owls. And that could have been a, nice. you know, a play on Hootie. Yeah. I, you know, Hootie the owl, but, but yeah, it was me, my buddy, Rod Morgan, who has a really good podcast himself. Um, he, play, he didn't really even play an instrument. I don't even <laughs> you know how he was in the band. Uh, I have a buddy named Andy Green who lives out in Denver. He played guitar. He was decent. He was actually pretty good at the time. And then a buddy named Andy Cook who played some drums. Yeah, we played a couple shows. And then I started a new band called the Jaybirds, also okay. in high school. Okay. And then we played some bigger shows. I mean, bigger, bigger than what we did before. And then I went to college and uh, it took a little while to find the right guys mm-hmm. to connect with. And uh, I mean, I played some open mics. I did like a couple one-off, two-off gigs with, you know, kind of a, a random band here and there. And then finally, like late fall of 2002 is when I started Great Scott with, with you know, with, which you've played with us. Familiar with you guys. years ago now. What's the inspiration between that that band name? I've always wanted to ask you. And you've probably told me, um, but that was 2003, yeah. 2004. Two. Two. Yeah. 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 So, well, I don't you know, you've seen the movie Back to the Future, right? Uh, a couple times, yeah. Yeah. So Doc Brown's always screaming out, "Great Scott!" Yeah, that's where. Okay, that's where that's it is. It. Boom, done. That's it. Boom. Nice. Done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a 20-year anniversary coming up. I don't know if we're gonna do. Uh, we did a show for our 15-year anniversary five years ago at the Hi-Fi. Okay. I don't know if we're gonna be able to squeeze in a 20-year show. That could yeah. be fun though if we did. It would be. And um, we'll, I don't want to yeah. fast forward too quick, but I do want to talk about the opportunity you just had at the, the Hi-Fi, um, opening up for Mr. Will Hogue. Sure. Which is one of my... Uh, Crazy, I, dude. I love everything yeah. he does. Um, but uh, as you were doing the band Great Scott, you know, what, I guess, what kept you going musically other than just playing shows? Like, where did you... Because you guys were writing uh, in Great Scott. Yeah, I guess, a little but, bit. You guys put an album yeah, out. out. Yeah, you put some yeah. stuff out. So what was inspiring you then? You know, all along from the age of when I started my first band in 1996 through those great Scott years, which lasted, you know, the the bulk of our hardcore years lasted until about 2008 or nine. It was all about just having fun and singing. I, I mean, I, I didn't have a, I had a, I guess I had a long-term plan of making this a career, but mm-hmm. it was just a lot of fun to be with those guys. And we wrote some decent songs and we had a lot of fun and we were decent. I mean, we weren't the greatest fan in the world, but we had fun and we, the audience always had fun at a great Scott show. I mean, yeah. we fed off the, we fed off the energy of the audience and that's still true today. Even when I play these solo gigs, you know, you mentioned with the Will Hogue last, just over on Saturday night. I mean, just me on stage opening up in front of 300 people, but 
they were engaged. So that made me more engaged, even though I was going to bring it no matter what, but mm-hmm. the way that, you know, they responded to me, which was really cool to see. It's, it's such a nice reciprocity that goes on in the, in yeah. the live music world. So that's what, that's what drives me to keep going even for the next 20 years, you know? Sure. Yeah. I, I love those shows. They're, they're the best. Um, I open up for, uh, Martin Zeller is a singer songwriter out of, out of Minnesota. He wrote a song. I mean, he's written just some phenomenal music. Um, he's had some great bands up here that I'm probably going to get, uh, evil messages for, for not, (laughs) um, for not shouting the band name out, but he, he wrote a song kind of want to ride the Zamboni. I opened up for him once and it was, it was like, like 200 people, 250 people in the small little amphitheater. And, uh, the, the best part about it was I got there and these people, I, I knew that I had, I was going to play a song. I was just going to walk out, say, hi, introduce myself, go right into a song. And then I was going to come in with a joke. And as soon as I said that joke, man, the place just went crazy, not crazy, but they accepted it and they, they wanted to just hear original music. They didn't want to hear a cover or anything like that. They were engaged. They were, they were attentive and it was probably the best show I've ever played. So, so after great Scott, um, you mentioned you did the duo thing and you know, some yeah. things work, some things don't sometimes. Right. But then after yeah. that, you did the, you did the solo thing. And I think that's where you really started to your point. You mentioned like, I can still do this and I, I, I can do this by myself. Um, I'll grab a guitar, I'll make it work. I'll work with other artists and then go on from there. And you started releasing just, you know, albums eps singles you're you're going and releasing singles right now so walk me through that transition of uh, of band to duo to to now where you are right now as a solo artist well i think i think i've just become a minimalist over the years you know i've gotten rid of the clutter and uh i've just kind of gravitated towards that simplistic life but with my career i realized what you know i know everybody can grow and evolve and i am growing and evolving you're, some people are really good at writing lyrics. Some people are really good at writing melodies. Some people are really good at writing guitar parts. And I'm, I know what I'm pretty good at and I know what I lack at, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, okay, if I'm going to make this better than it was, you know, make my career better than it was yesterday, I need to surround myself with people that are better than me at, you know, most things. So that's where I, you know, I reached out to Mark from Hootie and I knew he could write songs. I mean, I know he was listed as a co-writer on all their, you know, that's how they did it. They split it four ways. So mm-hmm. I work with Mark. I've just, I see, I see music as a business, okay. um, as an industry. I see it. I mean, I'm passionate about it. Don't get me wrong, but I come at it from a don't let the hippie vibe fool you. I come at it as a business person because I have right. a business degree. And you can't just sit on your couch and play guitar and write these great songs that nobody's ever going to hear because you're too lazy, scared, introverted, whatever, to take it to the next level. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I one of these days, my musical skills will match up with my business acumen. You know what I mean? I'm like, I know how, to, well, I have a lot to learn, but I, I'm more comfortable doing all the 
promotion and marketing and, and you know, setting up the, 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 the files on disc makers to, to print the music and print the CDs and the vinyl and calling clubs or calling festivals to book the shows. But as far as creating the music, it's like, damn, I need help with that. Sure. So I found Mark. I got lucky with Mark. And then now Tom, I'm like, well, there's no stopping me now. If I can work yeah. with people that are very creative, creating music, I can market the shit out of that. Yeah. And promote it and find the homes for it. So I love that. Here we are. How did you connect with Mark? Did was like did you bump into him? How much, or, time, or? You, how much time you got? <laughs> I mean I got some store I got stories from the road with uh, the blowfish. But. I mean, I I randomly bumped into uh to Darius Rucker at uh at um Slippery Noodle Inn. Uh, they were in town and I was at, I was at the noodle just doing my thing, enjoying some drinks and blues music, which that was always when I was in Indiana, that's where I wanted to play. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I no. Did, you, ever do a gig? did you, have you ever done a gig there? No, I, I'd watch no. the artist. I did like, one, I but it was stops. like a private. Yeah. No, I don't either. I did a private gig for Heineken there once yeah. on, the, on that like backstage, you know? Yep, yep. The, like the second floor that you can look down. I did a private gig there once, but that's it. I'm not really cut out to play there either. I enjoyed uh, way too many drinks on that on that second level stage or uh, part of the bar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I right. uh, uh, Darius Rucker was just standing in the hallway and I, I turned the corner and I'm like, holy shit. I was like, Hootie. And, you know, he's probably like, fuck this guy. <laughs> But I'm surprised you know, he didn't just punch I, in the face. He should have. Uh, you know, I was in my <laughs> early twenties. I had probably had way too many uh drinks at that point. God knows what I was drinking then, even to be uh yeah, to be completely bombs, honest. Obviously. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but uh so so yeah, I mean, you know, the short version of how you connected ultimately with Mark to to you know write songs with you and 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 and, and end up producing your album and all that. Uh, yeah, I'll try to make it short. I <laughs> again, I started following them in the mid '90s when they came out, like everybody else. And then around, like even in, in college, like late '90s, early 2000s, I started writing fan like fan mail to him. Okay. To Mark specifically. Okay. And Mark would respond, and he'd send me back a postcard, be like, "Hey, man, good to hear from you. Glad you like the new record. You know, I, I you know I saw from your last." postcard that you're playing guitar and singing to like keep at it keep pick it up every day you'll get better and then you know fast forward a little bit later and they were doing some private gig at in indy at like the weston hotel in 2003 that might have been when i bumped he sent me a that might have been been when i bumped into i think we actually he he like sent me a postcard and said hey we're playing this gig here's my phone number okay meet us, you know, call me when, you know, that week, you know, this weekend and we'll hang out. And I like me and my buddy went and hung out with those guys on their tour bus. I think we went to the red garter. We might've went to the slippery noodle as well. might've been, it really might've been the same night, but, uh, <laughs> that, but that was 10 years before we actually worked together. So fast forward 10 years and I still had his phone number mm-hmm. and I said, I think I might've sent him a text. I was like, Hey, I'm going solo. I want to do a new, I want to do a, you know, a solo record and I would love to, you know, work with you somehow. Cause he, at that point in 2013, Hootie, they kind of broke, they kind of took a long hiatus. Yeah. So he was really not playing. Hootie hadn't been touring in three or four years. 
So I knew he was, and I knew he'd produce other people. So I was like, can we work on this? And he's like, yeah, I was, I was waiting for you to contact me. He's basically That's awesome. That's awesome. And then you guys worked together. Yeah, it was cool. Just a fantastic album. That's super cool. And, And, you know, I love that, that it's just like, just make the connection. It's all about, to your point, there's the business side, there's the music side. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and you use the business side to get and improve and build on and, and the music side, like they're, they work together, uh, you know, totally. and so that's awesome. Just making those connections and, and networking and then staying in touch and boom, next thing you know, you're working with one yeah. of your, one of your heroes. It's crazy, man. I had posters of those guys on my wall in the, you know, in the mid and late nineties. Yeah. It's crazy. God, I miss posters on the wall. And a lot of people are like, who they're like, Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> people still are like, wait, who? And I'm like, yeah, who like these guys are the reason I ever got where I am now because they sang songs that you could relate to and connect mm-hmm. with, and I want to do the same thing. So I, I feel like I'm like part of that family tree in a way. I like that. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, they put out fantastic music. They wrote great songs um they did darius rucker continues to to write great songs you know it's not it's not in that genre right he's a country artist now good for him crossed over um heard a rumor once that like he wrote 100 songs for an album and had to cut it down to 12 or something like that you know it's just it's crazy when you think about that um and so that just tells you that the talent that that band had and i think that a lot of people for sure yeah, I think with a, a lot of people with the name, the look, right? They're like, ah, we mm-hmm. can't take these guys seriously. Well, take them seriously because right. there's a reason. Thank you, Thank you Todd. <laughs> there's a reason they are touring the country. Yeah. Well, I just saw them in Mexico. They did oh, a, in January, late January, they did a festival called Hootie Fest. They headlined it and they they picked all the bands. I was there, dude. It was a bunch of '90s bands. It was a lot of fun. And Booty just, dude, they just crushed it, man. They yeah. sound so good. Yeah, my I had a friend that was there too. And, uh, he'd he'd send me videos oh, and, nice. and whatnot. Yeah, he. Uh, there was some like Toad was there. Toad, Better Than Ezra, Spin Doctors, Blues Traveler. It was great. It's are you? Yeah, I mean Glenn Phillips. Come on. Oh, dude. Talk about wanting to work with someone. Um, Holy shit. That would be nice. He's a little <laughs> person, by the way. I saw him on I, I, I saw him on stage and I was like, he looks like he's 23 years old, first of all. He's like 50 something. Yeah. And yeah. he's about five foot seven and 140 pounds. He's, he's just tiny. a little tiny junior yeah. high schooler, but he's like yeah. killing it. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I used to have a version of uh, him and John Mayer singing uh um Walk in the Ocean. Which is awesome. I've heard and, that. I've yeah, heard that. I don't almost, know where it went either. But. Uh, well, it went it went down in flames with Napster and LimeWire. Napster. Yeah, that's yeah, why Napster. I don't have it anymore. LimeWire. <laughs> 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 that's where I got most of my stuff too. <laughs> that uh, I used quotes oh, from that song funny. in my uh, AOL Instant Messenger away message to tell my ex girlfriend at the time that I was over her. Done. Hello. So yeah. Speaking of getting canceled. Well. Yeah, those were the days, though, man. Early, late '90s, early 2000s of just downloading anything and everything illegally. Um, sorry that to the artist that I didn't buy your record, but I was a poor college kid who could barely afford SpaghettiOs, so 
Um, and I, I wasn't going to go out and buy your $15 CD. Uh, well, yes, SpaghettiOs and Jaeger bombs. So, so what, as you're moving forward with your music, you've released a couple singles, uh, late bloomer, love that song. Uh, it's fantastic. Thanks, you've put out a couple other singles. You. You've, you've collaborated with some artists. Um, what, so now you've got the album this year, what's been driving you to, to, you know, get that stuff done. What, uh, what have you been listening to any any new artists that you've been checking out that have kind of i don't want to say inspired but that you listen to and you go i love music i really like nathaniel rateliff and i, and I really only know a few of his songs honestly um i really like him um as far as current more current stuff mm-hmm. lumineers are good i'm not really I, I like chris stapleton I, I was gonna say i don't really listen to country and i really don't but i do like chris stapleton i I mean, I feel like he's like Chris Cornell singing mm-hmm. country music or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really something else with him, man. He, he's he's something else. And yeah. and you know, back in the day, you know, twenty years ago, whatever, I I wanted to, and then twenty five years ago, I wanted to be in a band that sounded like Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm-hmm. Now I want to be in a band that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. But with all the influences I've had over the years, I want sure. I want people to hear, oh, that sounds a little bit like the Eagles on this one part, you know, or this half this track or whatever. That sounds a little bit like Toad the West Sprocket or Hootie or Counting Crows or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be, but but above all else, they're like, but that that new Brett Wiscons sounds like Brett Wiscons, and he's mm-hmm. really like evolved and grown into as to become an artist. And I just want to connect. I mean, what, what drives me more than anything is connecting with an audience, mm-hmm. with either a live audience of 100 or 50 or 3,000 or whatever it is. That's the only thing that drives me going forward is just and to leave the world, you know, a little bit better than I found it, you know, sure. to leave behind these, these songs or these books or whatever. In 100 years, people might might still if there's a way to listen to a CD or a digital album or read a book. Hopefully they still do that. I think you can still read a book in a hundred years. I think you can. Yeah. I have a lot of coasters, uh, in the garage, also known as CDs. Um, because you know, that's my business card now, honestly is, is your CD is my CD. Yeah. People go, I need a, I need a business card. And I'm like, here you go. Google me. You'll find me, but you know, right. Well, and the other reason is um, my original address, web address, toddhurstmusic.com, got hacked and turned into a porn site. It's since been shut down, thankfully. <laughs> Hold on. We should do a whole a whole other episode about yeah. the, the, porn, <laughs> the porn version. I And it was not like, and I admit this in, in crowds, because people will walk up and they're like, I need your website. And I'm like, it's toddhurstmusic.us. And they're like, I don't get that. And I go, well, you can't go to .com because it's a porn site. And then all of a sudden, everyone's head whips around and goes, tell us more about that. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. I forgot Let's to pay a bill one more. month. Yeah, I forgot to pay a bill one month mm. and uh, it got hacked. And uh, and then I went to it um, to check something and it was it was porn and it was some of the dirtiest porn that you just I can't know. It was bad. It was there so bad. It was so bad. And so uh, I had to go. Sorry to hear and, that. And change a bunch of stuff. I'm sorry and, for your loss. 
Yeah. And well, and then they, they emailed me like two years later and they're like, well, they go, we'll sell you toddhurstmusic.com for $1,500. And I was like, it's not worth that. Have you looked at my Apple oh. charts? It's not, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the value oh, you can get from toddhurstmusic.com. I'm like, yeah, I know the value that I can get from toddhurstmusic.com. But, uh, yeah, that was that was part oh, of it. But yeah, man. I use my CDs as a business card now because a lot of people they don't. They, sure. You know, I mean, it's it's all it's all on the phone, right? And it's super easy to access it. All it. it is, man. Yeah, and Spotify loves ripping us off. Um, sorry, they I don't do. Like Spotify. God bless them. <laughs> God bless <Yeah>. them. <laughs> my new album will be on Spotify on July 13th. But until then, I just texted you the I just texted you the uh, digital streaming link. Yeah, I got it. I was afraid that I saw the text come through and I was afraid that you're going to tell me like, you fucking suck in this interview right now. Um, Shut it off. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'd rather go to the beach and have and drink a pina colada out of a fucking pineapple. I am about to go have a pina colada, I think, post, post interview. Post I, might, I might have one just to celebrate, uh, you know, again, the fact that you're in Florida and you're, you're just dressed just phenomenally. You know, oh, and here I am. Really, you need to do, do this in video form, maybe going forward. I might, or a I, screenshot. I, you know. Oh, I'm totally screenshotting this. Yes, I will. I will uh, take, uh, you know, like an official photo, and <laughs> yes, I'm absolutely screenshotting this. Oh, look at that. Look at That's fantastic. Are those linen? I can't tell. They are linen. What is this? Velvet? They are linen. I wore these on the Bon Jovi cruise three it's years really, ago, and I yeah. think that's the last time I wore them. So I, I saw, I know I told you that we were going to end at the top of the hour, but we're probably not going to. Um, but uh, no, let's just because I went on a couple, I, I went on a couple tangents. We lost internet there for a little bit. And so there's heavy editing. It was unstable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw your post recently that on the Bon Jovi cruise you did, I, I can't like a, like a virtual thing for a video i'm sorry i'm 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 i didn't write down the exact words yeah what is that what did, what did i do you i'm gonna find it now there's a post uh that when you were it on was, the bon jovi it was cruise, a part of my uh part of my timmy and tequila yes yes so reminiscing about that yeah. a little bit so tell tell the listeners a little yeah. bit about that how'd you get there well that was dude it was i don't even know how i got there it was <laughs> It was one of those, I, I, I don't quite remember how I heard about the opportunity. I think I had, Sixth Man is the company that puts on all these rock and roll cruises or one of the, the big companies. And uh, I wanted to get in with Sixth Man and I signed up on some email list where they like would email you, hey, we're looking for three artists around the country to play on this one cruise, submit your audition video. And I tried out for many other ones, but for this Bon Jovi one, I was like, I got the opportunity, like email in November of 2018. Jesus, man, 2018. <laughs> Can't believe it's been so long. And 20, I was like, well, 20 and 21 don't count, by the way. They just, yeah, no kidding. They don't count. So, so I was like, well, I've, I've submitted videos before. I don't, you know, I don't know what exactly they're looking for. I put like, like I put like actual music videos as my submission videos. And for this, for this one, for Bon Jovi, I'm like, well, you know, I'm just going to sit in my bathroom with my acoustic guitar and record myself doing um, Maybe It's Time from A Star is Born. Okay. 
which I love that movie when it came out, the, the most recent version and that soundtrack just like blew me away. Mm-hmm. So I just sat there and recorded a live version, you know, one take and posted that as my audition tape. And, and it got picked as like one of the finalists to make it on the cruise. And then they opened it. They opened up voting to all the people that were going on the cruise. You had to like vote for your favorite artists. And I got picked to be one of the three that they chose out of, I actually don't know how many people submitted, but um, and I got chosen in like February 2019. And then the cruise went out on April, right? Like right now, April 12th, 13th of 2019. Nice. And I filmed a music video on the cruise ship. Like me and my buddies were on the ship. And I was like, just take footage, you know, on your iPhone, whatever. We'll put mm-hmm. it all together later. And, and it came out really cool. And, That's uh, awesome. It, yeah. That's John a fan. Bon I didn't get to meet John experience. though. That's the thing. No, it was really cool. No, I didn't get to meet John. He was kind of hard to reach. As rock they say. stars, rock stars. Um, but I met, I made some serious fans on that cruise. That's Hardcore, awesome. like diehard fans from all around the country, but also mm-hmm. some international. I made some fans from Brazil and Australia. Nice. Because I mean, Bon Jovi's international, you know, as you know, and yeah, and so, and he was not really staying on the boat, obviously. He would be on there for the performances, but he wouldn't stay on the ship. So the fans were looking for other artists to connect with and have a drink with or mm-hmm. talk to. And I was, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know me pretty well, you know, ish. And I'll, I'll sit and talk to about anybody anytime, especially if I'm on a cruise ship and mm-hmm. I'm promoting my, promoting myself and my that's, music. I mean, yeah, that's what you got to do. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's it it doesn't help if you if you play a show and then you disappear. Um, I mean, unless you're Bon Jovi, how do you get off the boat? Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, we had to po- we had to dock for him. We had to dock to get him on and then sail around and come back and dock again for him to get off the boat. But it's his cruise; he can do whatever he wants. I hope that ends up on behind the music. humanitarian. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, to the to the point of like self-promoting uh and just interacting with fans. That really is you know, when you're when you're an independent artist, that's what you do. That's you you become friends with those guys and you know, it's now too with social media, you can interact with people no matter where they are and it's pretty oh, yeah. awesome. So, nice. Totally. That's that's that is super cool. So, with the out al- you got the album coming out this year, you're gearing up uh, you know, you're in Florida right now. Are you gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna mosey your way back to Indiana, a uh, beautiful state, and uh, one of my it favorites. Yeah. Um, what what happens after that? You know, shows, private shows, album release, marketing, promotion. Yeah, all of the above. Yeah. What's what's <laughs> what's the plan? It's, well, it's a slow April, as I just kind of prepare for the the album release and my book. Um, so not a lot of live performances. Um, and then in, when May hits, um, I'm doing a few gigs here and there. One, I'm doing a big gig at the, tr- in, at the track, the Motor Speedway in Indianapolis. Um, not just my gig, just a big event gig mm-hmm. called, the, called Rev Indy, which is a big event. Um, 
I'm releasing a music video in June. And then when the album comes out in July, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to, I'm trying to find like legit album release cities for either the whole month of July or just like the week of the release. Right now I'm, I'm actually doing New York city on the night of my album coming out on July 13th. Awesome. And I'm trying to do Chicago and I'm going to try and do Nashville and some other cities as well. Maybe that week, maybe even Boston. I don't know what I'm I'm working on all that, Mm -hmm. but you know, and on top of that, I'm really trying to get music. You know, you you mentioned the uh, song on the NASCAR game. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do more of that, trying to get more sync placements with video games, TV shows, movies. And and I think some of these songs are really can live in that world. So nice. I'm going to be focusing on that. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's a far cry from, you know, two years ago right now. And even a year ago right now, it was still up in the air. So yeah, make it up for lost time. And I'm just going to pedal to the metal for a awesome. while. Awesome. Awesome. So where can everyone find you? Internet, Instagram, all the social medias, all that fun stuff. You know, you mentioned Spotify, Apple Music. We all, you know, yeah, music.com <laughs> is where you, can, where you can find me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Michael angle. Horry. I don't know what angle will find you, but uh... <laughs> uh, a lot of mirrors involved. No, uh, you can find me at brettwiscons.com, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon for my books. And music. In the title uh, of the books, well, the t- your, the character. Yes. Go ahead. Is Bear Whit Bear Whitman. Bear Whitman. The Bear Whitman. The Bear Whitman collection. Yeah, you'll you just type in Bear Whitman, and uh, you'll find the first four books there, and then the fifth book will be out later this year. So awesome. I'm excited for that. Awesome. Yeah. There it is, Brett Wiscons, such as Brett Wisconsin. My neighbor. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, hey, man, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you for taking some time out of your relaxing uh, 48 hours in Florida. Uh, cheers. Awesome. Cheers to the new to the new album and to the new book. Double fisting. I love that. Cheers, man. Um, and uh, <laughs> enjoy the walk on the beach. And thank you so much for being a part of this. I, uh, uh, you know, took a shot, wanted to reach out because I want I just wanted to see what you were up to. And uh, so thank you for doing this. I do appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Anytime, man. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Brett Wiscons, as in Brett Wiscons in. Uh, that's how you're going to remember it, everybody. Check out his music that is out there now. Get ready for the new album coming out this year, the video, and of course, the book, the Bear Whitman series. Uh, Brett, thank you again so much. And uh, you take care, and everyone else, thank you for listening. And uh, this is Music from the Couch. We'll see you next time.